Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fiorelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called It's Scary in Here. It's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. So glad you guys are here because it's showtime and another great show we have for you. Yes, we do. My guest in the ADD interview, you know him from Mike and Molly, and he's currently starring in the CBS hit Bob Hart's Abishola. It's my pal, Billy Gardell. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. On Tuesday nights, you go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. We'd love to have you. Yes, we would. And our superfan shout-out is for Patty. Say hi to Patty, everybody. Hello, Patty. Patty, how you doing? Patty, Phil says hello. He is adrift and upset. You will hear it soon. Um <laughs> Patty's an art teacher, and she said she sent us a nice email. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, yeah. So we, Phil is a little upset. What's wrong this time? Here's what happened. There was an issue, and he had to send an email to his agent. Now, Phil and I lean on each other when uh, we're emotional about something because uh, you, want, you want an extra set of non-emotional eyes looking at a, a business communication. Yeah. Makes sense. You mean, neither one of you wants to mess up. No. So he, he, uh, he, he had an email, and he sent me a draft of the email. So after I took out all the curse words, I, re- <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I, I refocused his thoughts and made it clearer and shorter and, uh, and more to the point. And I sent it back to him. And I did a little something in there to make him laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> it turns out it made me laugh a lot more. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm in an episode of Ray Donovan and I'm Ray's wife? I'm like, what did you do, Adam? What did you do? <laughs> well, I'll play it as. These are voice texts because he's at sea. So, <laughs> and the lesson is read kids, read Check your copy and paste. Yeah, how do you not see, thing. how do you not see all the best love Philip White shoes cock? Wouldn't that just oh. jump out at you? It would me. And for sure, I would read it if you sent me something because that, I've learned. Thank you. From <laughs> you've, 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 yeah. Trial by fire for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, so, Phil. so he can't talk to me because he's at sea. He can only send, I don't know why he can send these voice texts, but he can do that a regular text. So I got that one and uh, uh, I sent him back a text. I said, well, maybe I should have signed it. Mr. Philip White Cock. <laughs> right. oh, the, the honorable, the honorable, the honorable. Yeah. The honorable, yeah. <laughs> honorable Philip White Cock Esquire. <laughs> so this was my favorite part uh, because he knows I was helping him. He's angry at me, but he's trying to catch himself. Listen to this. Why can't you just... I mean, I appreciate the help, but damn. <laughs> Philip White Shoes Cock. Now, now I gotta answer that shit. Who's Philip White Shoes Cock? Never mind. Jesus. <laughs> I remember when you gave him that name. Yeah. You know how he got that name? I uh, I vaguely remember the story, but but refresh my memory. Alex found an app. Yeah, I found an app that can make like little animations of yourself. So okay. I made Phil be an animated stripper with white shoes. Oh, <laughs> yes, I recall seeing this. It haunts my dreams. Yeah, Phil's cartoon <laughs> head in little speedos and these little white shoes. So I just named him Philip White Shoes Cock. <laughs> and he's going around a pole. Yeah, <laughs> I just so wonder. Do you ever like? Do you ever like book a reservation for him? And he goes and he's like, "Yeah, table for two. It's Phil Tag. We don't have anything. I'm sorry, Tagley Ferry. No, we don't have that either. Could you check under Philip White Shoes Cock? Oh yeah, table for two, right over here. We got a booth I'm, for you. I'm doing that tomorrow. <laughs> Some nicknames stick. Yeah, here's the audio. Now on the main stage, Philip White Shoes Cock. Come on, boys. Curling for dollars, not for hollers. Now on stage like five. <laughs> yes. He didn't like the first time you sent that. No. So, Adam, what did they say? Oh, okay. Then I got this one. 
okay, this white shoes cock thing is <laughs> proliferating now. They want to know if I'm still doing stand-up or if I have some new act or something. No, there's no, there's no new act. I'm not a dancer. You don't have to change anything. Just, oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> so great. It's so great. It's proliferating. <laughs> Going viral. That's what we call it, Phil. Going viral, baby. <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh. Oh, my goodness. If I opened my email and saw that, I would say, who is this guy? Yeah, Bill, Phil White Shoes. Is that a cock? Oh, <laughs> hyphenated? Did he marry somebody? Do we have to get those training? What, do you, what happens when you need to bring in someone to sit everyone down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get, a, get, get an HR rep in here ASAP. We can't put that on the marquee. Let's just. No. Oh, that's funny. Me and and by the way, this is hysterical, and I love it. Mm. But you are the devil. How? Why am I the devil? I I did it to make him laugh. I, I, you read a whole thing before you send it. I just, I, it's a landmine you put in there, and I think half of you was like, I wonder if he'll actually read this. I wonder if he'll read this or whether he'll send it. Well, out. guess what? Now we know. <laughs> that answer has that yeah. that question has been answered yes wow <laughs> but what i loved about the exchange besides the fact i laughed for three days but what i loved about the exchange <laughs> was he went it proliferates <laughs> and billy gardell is one of the most positive guys i have ever met in my life uh and uh he he actually lives uh, the model that love conquers all. So if it does proliferate, like Philip White Shoes Cocked has taught us, I say we put love out there, baby, and good things will come back to us. I really enjoyed catching up with my pals. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Show me love, Philip White Shoes Cock. Oh, man. <laughs> does have a ring to it. Everything we as human beings have created on this planet was essentially first created in our minds. So one thing we need to understand is the wonderful things that we have done on this planet and the horrible things that we have done on this planet, both have come from the human mind. So learning to create our minds the way we want is the basis of creating the world the way we want. This white shoes cock thing <laughs> is proliferating now. <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes. You'll never get back. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I've got stand updates for you this Saturday. Are you near Philadelphia? Come to the Keswick Theater. I am there Saturday, the 29th, one show only at the Keswick Theater. And Thanksgiving weekend, November 25th through the 27th, I am at the Tempe Improv in Tempe, Arizona, and I would love to see you there. And as always, if you can make any of these gigs, please come up after the show. Let me shake your hand because I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. Okay, go on. Get out of here. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a stand-up actor and yinzer. You know him from Mike and Molly, Yes Dear, My Name is Earl, and he currently stars on the CBS hit Bob Hart's Abishola. He's a fellow Cadillac man. He lost his voice yelling at a Brown Steelers game, and he carries on Mr. Haskins' message of taking your fun seriously. Thank you, Gil. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pal, Billy Gardell. How are you? Hey, good, brother. How are you, man? I'm good, my friend. First of all, look at you. What have you done with the rest of Billy Gardell? Right? I went from a, a young Jackie Gleason to a very old Paul Newman. <laughs> 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 I, um, I, I, I had to, I had to change it, man. It, I, it's, you know, my whole life is quit and shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been sober 14 years, uh, and I, I quit that and now I quit. That's when I got his cigarettes. If I ever do another special on him, it's just be Billy Gardell quitter. Yeah. Done like this, quit shit. So, um, what happened with me real quick, long and short of it was, man, I, uh, I fought my wife, you know, you know me a long time. I fought my wife my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, when COVID hit, you know, and they punched up that thing of the people that are really at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a full bingo card. I had, <laughs> I, I had everything but over 65. That, that's <laughs> the guy's side doing push-ups waiting for me. So I said to my wife, when they get a vaccine, I'm going to make a big change. And okay. then I developed type 2 diabetes. Mm. I was on medicine for that for about a year and a half. And I really had to look at my life and go, man, how long are you going to pretend that this isn't happening? You yeah. can't lose this weight. You're too far gone. I was so big at that point, it hurt to exercise. So I couldn't yeah. even move. And I said, you know what, man? Sometimes in this life, you need some help. So I went and looked into bariatric surgery, bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. And I got it done. And I just want to say, if anybody's listening that you're struggling with your weight, I will tell you this. If you're going to do it, make sure it's just your choice, mm-hmm. not an answer. It's a bridge. And it'll give you a small window to change your life. But the fatty brain is still up there. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a constant hostage negotiator between my stomach and my brain. <laughs> the stomach's like, we're full. And my brain's like, we've never listened to him before. What the fuck you talk? Send two more now. So... <laughs> 
I have changed everything, man. And uh, I have no more diabetes. All my blood numbers are good. I'm super healthy. I, I'm exercising with weights three times a week, walking wow. three times a week. Like, I'm a changed man. My wife keeps saying, I like new Billy. I like new Billy. And uh, it's been a gift. It's really been a gift. I was trying to set that example for my son, too, because I don't want him to go through the hell I went through. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to not have a problem with food in your life, thank whatever God you pray because sure. it's as nasty as any other addiction. It really yeah. is. And I've changed everything. And now I eat, I eat dessert like a French woman. Who bites me? <laughs> and, and now I, I, eat, I eat regular meals like uh, the people I used to make fun of. And now yeah. I'm done. I'm eating fish and vegetables. Yeah. And, hey, look, man, you get it when you get it. You know, I, I, you, but my, my friend Nick always says, knock them down in the order to kill it. So I finally did this one. And I'm very, very good. Very good. Now, well, don't get me wrong. Everything comes with a price. I got enough extra skin around my midsection. I could fly like one of them squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's free, brother. You know that. No, nothing's free, but... A couple of things you said that you're like, you got to make the change and knock them down. You're also a different person when you had to face this. Look, when we were kids, when we were starting out, we were facing whatever demons we had when we were kids, you know, but it was just us, you know, yeah, not when you a family. No, man, you got those other four eyeballs looking at you, yeah. you know, and, and my family for me is the great, they're the great equalizer because um, as long as what they think of me is more important than what I'm doing, I'm safe. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have to define myself by any other shit. If you got somebody that loves you when you come home at night, you win. Yeah. And my wife just celebrated 21 years. My son is 19. He's in college. He's Your never son's in 19? Yeah, he's never in any trouble, man. I think it skips a generation. <laughs> I remember we were doing, I forget where the hell we were. I think it was the Johnny Walker tour. And I remember sitting up with you with some Jameson. What? Jameson, Jameson tour. Jameson tour. And, and you just said, I got to go home. I got to smell my little boy's hair. And I went, I know what that means. Right. You know, right. Yeah. You have to come home. And hug. I always said if he had a cologne, it would be Burton Cookies when he was a kid. <laughs> Burton Cookies by Will Gardell. You know what I mean? Just, just, yeah, when they come out of the, the, the bath and they come down there in the pajamas and you smell the top of their head. I mean, if that doesn't feel you, I don't know what does. So, yeah. This is why you go out and do the Late Show Friday. There it is, brother. There it is. And if you have that focus, I don't think anything else can get you, to be honest with you. Let me ask you this. What was what was the most difficult part of making the change? Was it was it making the choice, admitting the problem, or just I think that's look, you know, I, I think I think that's any demon you have in your life. As you get older, you know you got two choices. You can play the denial game. Mm-hmm. Or you can look in the mirror and go, You're the problem. Yeah. Nothing you want to do about it. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, I had the same moment. When I quit drinking 15 years ago, I had the same moment with this operation that I did that. Like, you know, before surgery, you know, they got you half up and you're rolling down that hospital thing like Jake and Platter. You just see the white lights going over and you're hearing, roar, roar, roar. <laughs> but there's a noise. When, a, when an ER kicks open that operating door, you know, when you're going in, you hear that thud, and then they roll you in there. And I had the same moment I did when I quit drinking. I just said to myself, it's over. It's mm. over. And, and the next morning I woke up and, and it was a long recovery back. But man, I'm free. I'm doing stuff. But I, it's the little thing is to get me. Not having to get the seatbelt extender on an airplane. 
crossing my legs, not having to take a deep breath before I tie my shoes. Stopping <laughs> in a normal store for me has been bonkers, brother. Oh, wow. I've always been in the big and tall. You take one lap. You get the suit, the polo shirt, or the purple jogging suit. That's great. <laughs> When I, when I walked into Macy's, it was like, come with me. <laughs> what the, look at all the colors and the sizes that I fit into now. So, <laughs> I should wear yellow fun. and not look like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's really been a gift. Ah, uh, that's great. And, and you're at, you know what I, I, I've always loved about you is your attitude. It, it doesn't change. You know, it's, a, it's you, you've always maintained your roots and your and and your and your gratefulness you know that's the I, one you're one of those guys that when you see somebody doing well you're like good the good guys are winning you know man the, the nicest thing that ever the nicest bit of i don't know what the word is social media or room or whatever the fuck the chatter that goes on in life right when i hit mike and molly mm-hmm. which was 2010 um i'd been out there 22 years got my break you know yeah. all the committees like we do and my manager said he goes you know you've been doing it long enough when the bitter comics go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you know what else i, I learned from uh, and i learned this from louis anderson god rest him he said uh he goes you're not famous until your mother's friends tell her that you are that's exactly right exactly right what a, what a sweet soul he was, man. Oh, he was a great dude. I really, I really loved, I, I really loved Louie. Um, got hellos from you. I got hellos from um, Burroughs. Love Jimmy Burroughs. God what a sweetheart. What, he's not only an angel, he took me to college, man. Yeah. Uh, I would be nowhere without that guy's direction, man. He was fantastic. I asked him on the show, because I texted you and asked him about Gardell blocking. <laughs> Gardell blocking. That's where you lay there and you don't move. Or you sit there and don't move. I told him early on, I go, I'm a, I got all these other people from Mike and Molly. Like Reno came from the school of fame. Mm-hmm. Melissa had groundlings in Illinois State. And Katie Mixon was uh, Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Lou, uh, Lou Mastillo, Susan Kurtz, Broadway. Uh, Rondi Reed, Steppenwolf. I said, I'm coming out of a comedy club kitchen. Don't yeah. give me too much to do. <laughs> I said, I'm a pocket passer. I plant, I throw. Yeah. So he would start calling it Gardell blocking, and it's made it into his lexicon because I'll get messages from other people to work with and say, hey, I got Gardell blocking today. <laughs> yeah, I was on, when I was doing uh, Jackie, they were all from the theater. Stephen Wallum, Edie. Yeah. 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 And we're comedy club dudes, you know. Right. No, we're like, listen, two shows. Don't talk to the customers. One drink and one appetizer. <laughs> that's that's it. You mean uh, I can order from the right side of the menu? <laughs> <laughs> that's only if you're headline. Yeah. But you, the thing, I, I will tell you, when we did the live stuff, like the Paley Center stuff and those roundtable things, that's yeah. when the instinct just kicks in. Here's the laugh. Yeah, but, well, that's, that's the gift that we have, man. We can hear that. We hear that stuff musically. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of comics don't have to spend time breaking the scene down because when they read it, they hear the beats. Mm-hmm. And what's great about being a stand-up, I was actually talking to Sebastian about this not too long ago. Like, if, I don't know where my car keeps up, but if something's funny, it locks in exactly how we said it. Yeah. And that's been a gift the whole ride. And I'm like, oh, that works. That works. Keep that. 
you know so that's been a real gift that's been a gift to bring stand up into the acting world you yeah know? but you're and you're a great actor man you you, you played the colonel baby you know man god bless you if you saw even a half hour of that because i think <laughs> i you, saw it because of you i love you for even seeing it you know it's funny you did that show for cmp it's now going to start streaming at the end of the month on um uh paramount plus mm -hmm. it up. because uh drake milligan who played elvis uh, did great at America's Got Talent. He's a big country western singer now. Right. So they're, they're going to blast that out there, and I think maybe a few more people will see it. It was unbelievable. It was directed by Roland Joffe. Mm -hmm. It was directed by uh, Gil Grant and uh, Leslie Greif. And it was this great production, but it was on CMP. Yeah. We did eight of them, and I think they got the price tag, and they went, you know, let's go back to the show where people catch fish with their arms. <laughs> So I'm really, really grateful that now that's going to be on Paramount Plus at the end of October and people are going to be able to see it. So. Yeah. It's the best acting I've ever done. Nobody ever saw. <laughs> no, I did. I, I, I was great about this, and I wanted to ask you this because it almost happened to me, uh, but it didn't, about playing a real person. Because most of the time we get, when we get a script, how do you, you know, you, you're doing this guy, you know, Mike Amali, you know, yes, all the stuff you've done. But right. now you got to play a real person. Does that? Did your prep change in any way? Like, like I got to do it that way because that's the way he did it. Well, I got very lucky. I think you got to bring a little of yourself to everything you do so that you're comfortable mm -hmm. around. But I was so lucky because when we did this, we filmed in Memphis, and I got access to everybody. So I talked to some of the Memphis Mafia. I talked to a lot of people that knew the Colonel, and then I talked to the head of Graceland. And the head of Graceland gave me the best tip. He said, think Foghorn Leghorn. And he's because he did a bunch of horrible shit. He goes, but when he talked into it, he thought it was the best idea in the world. <laughs> and he couldn't have got away with it if he didn't have that charisma. So uh -huh. the way I, and then when I talked to the guys that knew him, I talked to them one-on-one. -on -one. Each one of them, I swear to God, had a different description of who this guy was. Right. So I started building him by going, all right, he's whatever the situation means. Oh, that's that, good. That's where he lives. And then uh, Lou, this fellow who's a Broadway guy from Mike Molly, said, go to the wardrobe department and get, get the shoes and wear his shoes for a week. Like, yeah. Develop his walk. Put the yeah. coat on. See how he would, you know what I mean? And so the more I did that, the, the combination I ended with was, was a combination of Foghorn, Leghorn, and Walter White. I thought that was a perfect combination for, for Colonel Park. Ah, it was great. And the shoes, that's, I got um, from the ground up. I, I do the same thing as whenever I got to do something, you get the shoes first because I'm like, I'm going to be standing these damn things for 12 hours a day. Correct. Correct. I, I bought my own cop shoes because I play a lot of cops. And yeah. now I got cop boots because I'm like, oh, these, these are, I got the jelly in there. Ah, oh, these are wonderful. <laughs> I get it, man. I, I just think it, it's like putting another, uh, Another little trick in the utility belt, man. That, that stuff really helps me. Really, yeah. really helps. Well, also, it's it's also, you have that presence. Even even though you lost all the weight. By the way, for those of you following along, the overrun is 130 pounds, right? 138. 138. Okay. Very 138. Close, but you still have that presence. And we both have, have we're, both, we're both big Gleason fans. Oh. Yeah. Man. I am. Um, I'm a big believer of just being genuine. Mm -hmm. And whatever situation, I mean, nobody's perfect. But right. I do my best to be genuine in every situation, even if I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, what's your process? What are you, how do you, 
And Gleason had the greatest quote in 1987 before he passed. They did an interview with him. And they said, what was your process for acting? And he said, my process. <laughs> and he thought about it and he goes, they yell action, I pretend. They yell cut, I get a cup of coffee. So I'm kind of stuck to that. I think that's my thing. And I think it comes natural for comics, though, man. I think we're just, because we spend our lives trying to connect with the audience. Yeah. So I think that's just, I think the genuine, I think great comics are genuine. You're great on stage. You're genuine. I don't ever think you're lying or making anything up. And to me, that's what I want to listen to. So I try to bring it into my head. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Gleason, it, it was he, he wasn't trying, and he was, he was, to me, I know why I loved him, Billy, was because he was always, he was my dad. You know, that was my dad, you know. Well, and that's that how I got turned on was my dad watching me. Yeah. We would sit and watch that. And, you know, and now you've been on shows now, and, and after you work in this industry, when you look back at the honeymooners, like, mm. they did this with a table, four chairs, two doors. Yeah. And and it created a timeless class. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. And 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 of course, you know, Art Carney. You couldn't have a better guy to play off. I mean, just a monster. Yeah. I heard a story about him one time, where Gleason went out the bedroom door to go in and yell at Alice or something. He fell down, sprains his ankle. So they're in the side of the door to picking up his ankle. And the stage manager looks at Carney, who's in front of the audience, with the camera's rolling, and he's like, Stretch. This guy picks up an orange, and he peels an orange for a minute and 10 seconds and murders the audience. <laughs> That's like other world level. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Just with all the yeah. eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, well, the preparation, yeah. And Lisa came out and I finished. The other great story I heard about that was Audrey Meadows knew him so well, and he wasn't a big rehearser. I'm mm-hmm. a big rehearser. I like to rehearse. Yeah. But but Gleason never rehearsed. He'd just show up. But she knew him so well. He watched the show. The camera guys knew what the hell he was going to do. So Audrey Meadows, she knew when he was starting to head left, she put her elbow on her left hip. Uh-huh. Let the camera guy, he's going that way. And so if you go <laughs> to watch her, she's giving them the signals to which way he's going to go so that they'll catch you. Just an amazing, there's a couple oh, great things out on it. That you know what? I still, after all the years I've been shot. doing this, Billy, I'm still, I haven't hit a mark yet. I just... oh, Without Burroughs, without Burroughs teaching me Mike and Molly, I would have, I'd have been bumping into furniture. I wouldn't know any of the terminology, none of it. I mean, I've done starring things. But that's walking, don't get in the way to star, yeah. step through the tape and move. Yeah. Burroughs really taught me the movement of the stage. He yeah. really taught me like how to play out and how to do different shots. And he, he was so fatherly with me. He really, really was. Yeah, he's got that. I mean, even talking to him, I only worked with him a couple of times, but even talking to him, he he was so genuine and he was so and he loved everything because i picked out some cer- certain parts of the shows that he did and there was a moment in taxi it was just a lane in the cab and and you could see his eyes light up he was he was he knew the he, he it meant as much to him as it did to me and and it does and he brings joy yeah one of the things i love about burroughs is here's a guy that's the best of the best of the best of the best mm-hmm. and he's kind yeah. So if a guy at the top of the top could be kind, then I think we could be kind. And yeah. I think that adds to the creativity. You know? Did he yeah. ever? Did he tell you about his no fun clause? 
No fun clause. No, I didn't hear that one. The only guy in the business with a no fun clause, which means at any point people start acting like jackasses. He's like, hack it up, I'm gone. Yeah. He just doesn't put up with it. He knows creativity. He always says creativity is like a soap bubble, honey. It can pop at any time. Pretty <laughs> gently, honey. He was great. You know who played Gleason, who was really great? And was I had sh- it was Brad Garrett. I was talking to Brad. Killed it on that CBS. I do remember that now. I remember when he was sitting at the table eating donuts and smoking at the same time. And I was like, yeah. don't try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's another guy I never hear a bad thing about. Brad Garrett's a guy that any, anybody... Anybody who works for him or with him, I always hear how incredibly kind and professional and well he treats other comics. Man, yeah. I never hear that ever. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I still am so. I, I always look at it. I have imposter syndrome really bad. Like I'm still getting away with it. You know, it's like every all of us, dude. And anybody who lies about that's full of shit anyway. I but it's exhausting being cool. I'd rather be worried. <laughs> It is. It was. I. I can't. I, it's like we always. Here's the thing that that what about the soap bubble and creativity is the worry kills it. You know, when we're on stage, that's my state of grace, Billy. When I'm on stage and it's just coming through me. I mean, we, we're comics. We don't have to explain it to each other, but that's what it is. But the fucking worry about getting to the stage. That's it. If you can get through the neurosis until they go, Adam Ferrara. <laughs> You're like, they okay. Come out of the tunnel. It's like, this is all going to go wrong. It's over right now. I can feel it. They all hate me. Yeah. They know. They know. You know. <laughs> but then once you get out there and there's that connection, I'll tell you what killed that for me, man. Mm. A good part of it. What? When I got sober, man, I had a real spiritual awakening. Mm. Really understood. Finally. I had this kind of in my head before. But when I started, it was all about look at me, 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 look what I can do, look at me, look at me, notice me, notice me. Right. But as I got a little more successful, it became, it's about the audience. Mm-hmm. If I'm being in service to the audience, mm-hmm. then I don't have to worry about how I look. I'm just doing my job. And that took a lot of that anxiety away from me. I got, uh, for, for me, Billy, it was, I was fortunate enough because it was always about service because that's how I was funny at my house, just to take, take, the, take the worry away from my dad. Yeah. Because yeah. I would make my dad laugh and his face would change. And I, there was a click in my head that went, Oh, that's how I fit in. That's magic. Yeah. Right. That's how I can fit in. And I may pop feel better. You always have had a great grace about you though, man. Even uh, from when we knew each other back in the late eighties, we, uh, we were always so welcoming. And I would come up from Florida and do five or six weeks in New York, man. Uh, always so gracious. Always fun. We had fun. Oh, so like me and my kid went through every goddamn episode of Top Gear, just so you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that's. I remember when I had a show. I had a, I had a Shelby Daytona, and I texted you. I go, look what I'm driving. Dude, and we were watching anyway. I come back. Are they letting him behind the wheel of that? Is there insurance involved? <laughs> yes. It was such a great show. Such a great show. Oh, we should for beer. I love hot rods and sports cars. I love all that stuff. I know you don't have the electric. Your wife has the Mach E, right? Dude, what are you? You got like an FBI file on me? How'd you figure that out? Yes. What do you think? Tanks don't know things. <laughs> You think they don't talk to me? Uh, you me. think they don't come tell me? Excuse yeah, me. My wife got the party, and she loves it. She's yeah. an environmental girl. She's always on the right side of things. She's just kind and wants better for the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm making my way there. But I, my problem with the electric cars is I don't know the goddamn thing. Yeah. 
I'm a hot guy. Like, there's yeah. no boom, boom. Yeah. But she, she, she thinks it's a great built car. It's I, I, I've driven one. His thing with the cars, I like it. I like the lobes on a cam that rattle my fillings. I like that's what I want, you know. And I like the theater, Billy. I like yes, the sound, absolutely. the smell, the vibrations. Like <laughs> when you go to shift, oop, she doesn't like that. We're talking. We're developing a relationship. You know, <laughs> the Mach E is just pure power. It's just a tremendous yeah. torque, instant torque. Yeah. But there's no. It's not evolved yet. It's, it's like who gave the gun to the baby? You know, it's just it doesn't have. There it, it is. There it know? is. That's so exactly right. I, I know eventually I'm going to go there. I just I don't know which one. I I keep looking at that lyric. The lyric Me too. The oh lyric yeah. Electric. Yeah. That's so. We'll see. We'll see how they run when they come out. Yeah, the Taycan wagon is stunning. The Porsche, the Taycan wagon. I, saw, I, I turned the corner. I was, I, was, I was going for my Save by Marriage walk in the afternoon during COVID because I'm driving a fucking... I go for those. You too, yeah? So I turned the corner. I don't know how to stay. I don't know how to stay. I don't know I don't So I turned Well, the you know, man. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I, turn the I turned the corner, and there's a black one. It's got the thin uh, uh, taillight that goes all the way across the back. No sound. It's hovering. And I just remember saying out loud... There's the new sexy. I was just like, it was, the stance was great. Yeah, yeah, it was, I went, okay, you've got my attention. That's why it's the stance. You brought up the stance. That's why I love muscle cars. Mm -hmm. About 68 to 73, the American muscle car. It's the last time those cars had shoulders that went off. Yep. Instead of everything from aerodynamic, they had shoulders. Mm -hmm. You just felt nasty. Those are my favorite clubs. Yeah, I did this. The stand, the I think Ford got the stance perfect on the '67 fastback, the Mustang, the fastback. Because if you look at the '66, the rake is too severe; right. it comes down into the trunk. Right. The '67 goes back, and the tail lights go in rather than out. I'm like, oh, now you got it. And I love uh, my. I was always a Chevy guy, and I had a, a '56, which was the year before the fins. Mm-hmm. And when that, when that. I was up a little in the back with that rounded back. Yeah. Oh, man. Just yeah. sexy as all hell. And the 56 had the, the wide grill. Wide grill. Super wide grill. Yeah. Stephen King grill. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was, we shot in Cuba, and they got them all running around now. They, they, Dude, uh, that car's still running. They're patching parts of those cars in Cuba. Those cars still going. There's, they, they take I mean, out the they take out the motors and they put in uh they put in the uh the turbo diesels the the, the power stroke because because they can get them so you know that's what they're driving so and they, that suspension will hold anything those yeah. suspensions of fifty sixes you can interchange them with anything I think fifty eight was the Xbox suspension it was the first time they had the X X suspension that's why the yeah, that's so when they crossed right? yep. yeah yep. yeah but I had, know, I had three I had three I had three eleven gears in the back of my fifty six. <laughs> So if you were going seven, you off the gas, you were just still going seven. <laughs> it just never slowed. And then I had those stupid drum brakes on there the first yeah. year. It was like stopping like a flintstone. I had to get discs put on. I'm, like, oh, I'm going to go through a wall. There's oh, yeah. But like you said, it's part of the parade. But I have that. It's yeah. part of the parade. Well, you know what I love about American muscle cars, too, though? Mm. I live in L.A. And you see a lot of cars around that are gorgeous high-end cars, but nothing. I don't care if it's a Lamborghini. You pull up in a tricked-out muscle car, it just makes people smile. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to bow to the queen. You have yeah. to bow to the queen. That yeah. was the best, those were the best cars, though. 
every dentist can get a 911, you know? Put your put your money into a 69 Camaro. Yeah. And then and then scream at your Hurst shifter when it won't work. Yeah. Oh, remember <laughs> the Hurst Olds? The it was the 81 with the lightning rods? Ratchet. Yeah. It was like I remember, I remember when it came out looking at it, I go, a lightning rods, what do they do? I don't know, but we have to have them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't look at them. There's three of them. Look at that. That's right. Yeah, That's I wanted right. it was just first gear and second gear and different stems. That's all it was. But it was a Good luck. Yeah. It was beautiful. I have another hello from Greg Garcia. God, another guy. Um, Sweetheart. Man, he I'll tell you what a great guy Greg Garcia is. He put me on as a reoccurring character for yes there. I always looked at that as my mm-hmm. that was like my get me ready for Mike and Molly. Because yeah. Greg was so gracious with me, giving me part after part. I'll tell you what a good guy he is, and you don't hear about these kind of guys enough. He was also letting me pop in on my name Carol after he did yes there. Mm-hmm. I remember one year I was about I think Will was probably three or four. And I called him and I said, Hey man, I got a month left to make my insurance. Insurance, yep. I go, I'm not asking for nothing. I'm just putting it on the radar. If something pops up, I don't care what it is. I'll take it. I don't care. No questions. I'm trying to make insurance. I'll put that out there. No pressure on you at all. The next day he calls me. He wrote one line. I literally had to walk into a storeroom with a flashlight and go, nope, it's not in here. (laughs) And he paid me a full wage so that I could make my insurance. That's the kind of guy Greg Garcia is. That's a sweet man. Yeah, that's a solid guy. Yeah. And who gets it? I mean, we've, we've, Billy, we all face it. We all go and come on, residuals. Please, please, one more gig. One more gig. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I do. He just he just came to see me. I was at the draft house in Arlington, and he texted me. He goes, "I'm here with my parents. You got you you you're working Friday? Yeah, good. We'll be there." And he came in That's to see me. Great. With and his mom and his dad, you know. Going to show up. He will, and he will bring his pop. And don't get into a conversation about the Washington football team with his pop. No, we'll not get loose. We'll no, not we, get loose. <laughs> we didn't get that far. We just we got into a conversation. Uh, I I did with with uh, with Greg about his AMC Pacer. <laughs> He's he's the strangest car collection. He has yeah. that, and he has—he's uh, got a, a '79 Trans Am smoking in the bandit. Yeah, that Burt Reynolds signed. He still has. He's got the Ranchero too. I wanted to get the cop car and just chase him around Studio City. Ain't nobody chasing me more. <laughs> we did. We tried to. I every year that that was on the board. We were going to do the smoking in the bandit chase, and I was going to be Gleason in a Pontiac so Grand Prix. And Tanner was going to be the bandit, so and Rupp was going to drive the truck, and we just, you know, we, we never got it done, but it was That's on the board great. every time. That that Classic. movie, I got to meet Bert at the end. It was really close to the end, and uh, I was at the Barrett right. Jackson. I was at the auto auction. He was coming in, so and I was at the Improv, the Tempe Improv. So I had I, I did my thing, and I was the cars waiting. It, it it it's it's idling, waiting to take me there, and I hung around. Just at the at the wire to meet to meet Bert. They bring him in. He wasn't in good shape. He had the the pink glasses on. I lean down. I go, Mr. Reynolds. I could talk to my father about three things: cars, football, and you. And he started laughing. Wow. And he went. He goes, Well, I'm not glad I could provide you a service. Do you know that you now have that impact on people? Like, like when you go to a Steelers game and they see you when you go to like the halftime. Have you have you had that experience where a little kids looking up at you? I, I, 
I've been very fortunate that, uh, like with Mike and Molly, mm-hmm. it, it kind of combined parents and kids. Mm-hmm. It was the show that they watched with their parents. Yeah. So I, I always had a mixed crowd of young people and old people, which was fun to, to, to talk, you know, about the, being the bridge between the two. Yeah. But that was always the nicest compliment to me is when a young person would say, it's the show that I would watch with my parents. Yeah. And I always thought, I mean, you're in the wheelhouse. That's like that's like the rare air of sitcoms. So that yeah. that was the biggest gift of that, you know. Yeah, we got that in Top Gear. We got we had it. We had a text uh, across the board. Yeah. Tell the family can do it together. You know? Yeah, we got a great one from a single mother that said, "I got. A, I'm a single parent with a 12 year old boy. This is the only time we sit down together, and I hope that my son makes the friendship that you guys have. And you're like, your heart just melts. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the heavier ones, you know, where people are sick. Yeah, and it, it, your shows are good distraction for them, and then it makes you remember why you do this. Like you don't have to, you don't constantly have to be solving crimes and, and doing everything. Just do a good job. Put something yeah. good out in the internet. Boomerangs on. Yeah, you put good out there, but you've you, the choices you've made in your career. There's there's a, a humanity and a and a and a sweetness to the shows you do and to the roles you play. I, I, I'm a big fan of Love Conquers All. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's, that's what I believe in this life. And uh, it's what I try to teach my son. I think love and compassion are the most powerful weapons on earth, and they're the last ones we reach for. But every time I have it, my life has been okay. And so I try to, I try to gravitate to that stuff. I think, though, when this sitcom's over, we've probably got a season or two left different market out there now it's all streaming and network tv is kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it's going to be but i i think what i'd like to do is i think i think i'm going to go search some character parts out after this yeah. and maybe play something a little weird. i'd like to find some weird stuff to go do just to right. see if i can do it you know just yeah. to stretch and see if that's it at the core of who i am i i, I like i like bringing up. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important so tell me about uh uh Bob Hart's Abasola. You work. Uh, it's the show. I know it was Chuck, Chuck Lorre, right? Yeah. Again, yeah, you win, bro. You're gonna have one guy like you. That's the guy. Yeah. Um. And Mike and Molly was off the air for two and a half, three years, and I got an email from him and Peter Roth, who was still running Warner Brothers at the time, uh-huh. and they said we think you're ready for your next show. And Chuck says, I got an idea. Come over to my office. I walked in and he goes, you're a Detroit compression sock salesman who falls in love with a nurse who's from Nigeria. Said, I'm in. (laughs) Where else are you going to hear that? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I was telling my wife, this is what I'd like to do. I'm from Detroit. Stay with me. Yesterday. But it, the show became this really beautiful thing. And again, it goes back to that example of Love Conquers All. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If, if at the end of the day, you've got somebody to reach across the bed and hold hands with, you won. I don't care what that person looks like. What I don't care about your, your orientation. It is yeah. a spot. Love yeah. is love. Yeah. And this idea, this idea that this man was on death's door, and they fell for this woman and took a chance and she reciprocated. And then it becomes this. This is the great equalizer. Our show isn't preachy. It's just a good example. Mm-hmm. That love is love. And the great thing about it is it doesn't matter what two people look like or where they're from or whatever. When they marry, 
Now you've married each other's families. Oh, yeah. And this is a common thread for all of us. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to have the whack job uncle, and you're going to have the nutty drunk sister, and you're going to, and you have to navigate that. And I think a strong couple gets closer and navigates it together. And I think that's a common thread that anybody can identify with. It. And by the way, Jimmy Asheray, mm-hmm. who I love as a comedian and a human being, she's an executive producer on the show, and Chuck brought her in because of her Nigerian background by way of England, and she keeps all of that stuff very legitimate. So the traditions, the culture, and and I like the idea that there's this character that I get to play that's like, uh, what is that, a morono soup? Yeah, give me a <laughs> Like, see, Bob's just open to that shit. And I yeah. just, I think that's where life is. Man. Yeah. That's where life is, you know? That's where possibilities are. There you go. But it, well said. Well said. Yeah. And you know what? If, I, as soon as possible, I want to hang out with you again, my friend. I, I always well, we're, we're overdue for some food, and well, I'll, I'll eat that much. I eat like a French woman now. I <laughs> but I would love to sit across the table and break bread with you. I, yeah, love, I, 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 I can't. I miss you a lot, my friend. I, I thank you for doing this. Uh, I, I love you and continued success. I love you. I love you. You're the best, Adam. Best to you and the family, baby. You too, brother. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This is Billy Gardell, and that was 30 minutes. I will never get back. But they were pleasant because it was what happened. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Oh, I miss my pal. I, I really I love Billy a lot. And I love Greg Garcia. I'll give you one line, and you'll make your insurance. God, I hope he remembers that when I need him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? I, and first of all, you're right. Billy, what a wonderful guy. What a wonderful message. Love conquers all. Mm-hmm. And another great story about Greg Garcia being an amazing human being. I, I never get tired of that. It's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And- I like it when people help each other. Yeah, and we've all we've all been there as actors like, come on, residual. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge deal. So just getting one line that covers the whole thing? Well, you got to make so you got to make X amount of money. So just getting the oh, okay. job, and he's got he had to pay you know whatever he's got to pay. He probably paid him you know top of show, not just a day rate. So he made his insurance, and that's it. It's not like he can pay somebody. That's the thing about the insurance. Like, all right, I'll have to pay a little extra just to get covered. Nope, you got to qualify. And here's the thing about about the actors' insurance is when you're on a show and you don't need it, it's fine. When you do need it and you're not working, you got to make the money. I said, well, I need it now because I'm not working. Can I take some of the money I made when I was working? No, no. Why? Because we're designed to fuck you. That's why. That's how this proliferates. Well, it's hard enough that you have to find a job. It's like you're already looking for a job when you have a job. Yeah, that's what you got to do, and you got and, and you can't. It doesn't carry over. Like, let's say you make a big chunk of money a couple. You had a good couple of years. You, that mm-hmm. money doesn't filter out. You got to make it every year. So every year to qualify. Wow. Yeah, it goes going right. up and up and up. What, honey? I think you need to be a plumber. My wife wants me to be a plumber. Yet she won't let me touch the garbage disposal in our house. So I don't know. <laughs> 
Start at someone else's house, Adam. Yeah, theoretically, I understand plumbing. Shit don't go uphill. There, that's the <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> but I'm not quite. I'm not quite skilled at, at 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 laying the pipe in. So all the bathrooms have to be upstairs. How's that? I'll give you a cut rate. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You could come here and work on my pipes anytime you want, buddy. Yeah, you don't care. You rent. <laughs> No, what are you going to do this place to make it any worse, right? <laughs> but no, I, I I love, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but positivity in somebody is just the coolest thing in the world. I, it's so important. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think I was joking before we started taping. I said, I used to be positive, but now I'm walking around and I'm fucking pissed all the time. Yeah. And and I'm really not. And I really, there's nothing better than turning someone day, someone's day around just by doing something random and nice for them. And when somebody does that to you and you just encounter that, man, it's a game changer. And so having never met Billy Gardell in my life, mm-hmm. if I ever see him, he's getting a big bear hug from me, man. Love him. <laughs> yeah, well, he's also got that the, the, the impact. You don't know, you're not aware of the impact you have on people. You know, like That's what, true. What they, I, was, I was just at the, I was at the Whole Foods. I ate, I ate a couple of chocolate pretzels. And I... <laughs> I was at the checkout, and uh, I don't go. I don't go to the beep beep the, the self checkout because uh, I'm, I'm tempted to like. Well, they're not going to see if I don't beep this, and the one time I don't beep it, they're going to catch me, so I can't take the pressure. So I'd rather go just pay. <laughs> oh, did you not? Did you not see the story about the woman that was doing that? I think it was at a. It was either a Target or I think it was a Walmart. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it was a Walmart. Since like April. She would go into the self-checkout thing and not swipe and stuff like a little bit here, a little bit there. And finally, one of like the quality control people was like had their eye on her and mm-hmm. like, excuse me, ma'am, what's going on here? We've seen it. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just missed it. And she like ran out of the store. They went back and looked at the tapes. She'd like stolen over a thousand dollars worth of stuff from Walmart. Yeah. They- so, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. The world is nothing but a giant casino. That's what it is. <laughs> The eye in the sky is like, well, you might get away with it this time, but we've got tapes. Oh, my God. Right. She's yeah. Nixon at a Walmart. <laughs> no, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, she's not only is she banned from Walmart, she thinks she's banned from blackjack tables now all around the country. It's terrible. Oh, my yeah. God. That's why, you know what, I have yet. To, it, it, it always runs into my head. That's the little thing in my head going, they're not, they're not counting this hummus. Just put it in the bag. <laughs> Listen to the voice. No, don't listen to the voice. Don't yeah. listen to the voice. Always, always check it out. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. that's like that's like Billy. That's like Billy's head right now, because he's got a skinny stomach, but he's still he's still got a big guy's brain. Like we've never listened to the stomach before. Why are we gonna start now? <laughs> I love that. Do you Alex, do you deal with that? I, I mean, you, you seem like your life is like pretty balanced and you're like you know what you're doing. Do you have the interior battles with like your the, the interior voice in your head? Oh, I, all the time. What plagues you the most? Well, I relate to what Billy's going through with that. As a model, mm-hmm. your snack was a Hall's cough drop. So my <laughs> that's, that's relationship terrible. with food is not great. No. So I do have to, my brain has to say, oh, you got to eat that. And then my other side of the brain saying, oh, yeah, go eat that. See, mm. see where it's going to land, right on your butt. So, yeah, I do have those internal struggles. And sometimes I don't eat because of it. So it's, it's constant. I know I have to eat, but yeah, when you have that going on in your head, it's not good. You just made me feel so much better, Alex, because I, I deal with the same stuff and I'll go back and forth, like eat that. Don't eat that. No, eat that. You want it. And then I won't eat. 
I just mm-hmm. won't eat them. Mm-hmm. You're doing that's even worse. So like not eating anything. Worse. And then yeah. the next thing you eat, your body's like, I'm holding on to this because we don't know when they're gonna eat again. And you know what? And here's and I'm this is the awful confession. I'll go through that battle and be like, no, 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 don't eat that. No, no, no. And then you know what the next thing I'll eat will be? Will be ice cream. Like I'm like, I'm like screw at 10:30 at night. <laughs> exactly, like the worst thing to eat at the worst time. It's just an utter <laughs> failure. And and then then the other voice in my head starts yelling at me for giving into it. So I am a total wreck by the time I go to sleep at night. It's awful. See, yeah. I get I get that voice, but I get it in Whole Foods. But my voice says, "Don't eat, don't eat that pretzel." They're looking. <laughs> well, they are. Now we know. <laughs> You don't want to tap on the shoulder. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Come here. We're going to push rewind. You need to explain this. You see, this is my favorite part where you go back into the bed and you get it a second time, kid. Look at this. Look at this. You're eating two at a time down the cereal aisle. (laughs) I have to say, I have opened up food items in the store and eaten them, but I hold on to the wrapper. Right, and you scan the wrapper. Yeah, yeah, but these these are bulk items. They go by weight. So I know. Yeah, I kind of think you go there specifically. Them. That's why yeah. you go attack the bulk items, right? Yeah. No, I just I, that's what a chocolate pretzels and sometimes the peanut butter pretzels. You can't get them every day. Those are good. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I buy them and eat them, that's when I get fat. If they're free, the calories oh. don't count. All right. Yeah. All right. That's, that's you your go. system. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to tell Mark? Sure. I'll I'll let you tell. (laughs) But the point is, oh, here's a long way back to the story that I wanted to tell you. So I was in the Whole Foods having a chocolate pretzel, and there was a lady when I went to check out. I I didn't go to the automatic checkout. I I, I went to the cashier, and she was it was it was a lady having a tough day. She was crying. You know, she was holding it together. She was crying, and you know, she was just doing her job. But you see the tears coming down. And I just looked at her and I said, I'm going to take a long time to, to pay by a credit card. So you take a deep breath and whatever you got to work through, you work through right now because I'm going to have trouble finding this. I, can, oh, I don't know where it is. And I'm trying to make a list. That's not it. That's a, that, uh, that, that's my zip card. I would tell you about zip card. You can rent a car by the hour. Here's the card right here. And I'm going through my wallet just to try and give her time to regroup because, you know, I don't know what's going on with her. That's so, nice, Adam. That's yeah. it. We all need that time sometimes. Yeah, Just that's a of, you know compose ourselves. Yeah, you're a good man. You're a good man, and I know you did it to mask the fact that you had a bag of chocolate pretzels in your back pocket. No, I never leave the store with them. That's stealing. The other one is a it's a courtesy. <laughs> courtesy. That's like it's like it's an hors d'oeuvre. I'm crazy. being invited over their house. Have some, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an yes. It's a kind of. It's it, being hospitable. That's what it is. Yeah. Hospitable. There yeah. you go. Just yeah. grazing. That's all. I'm just grazing. That's all I'm doing. Uh, well, but th- that is that is wonderful. And, and I, you know, I, I've seen you do that a number of times. Maybe not with the cashier crying, but I've seen you with somebody who's just in the middle of an eight-hour shift at the register, and you make them laugh. Like it's not like you sit there and like go out. Like you don't do anything ridiculous, but you just quietly turn their day around. And it's a cool thing to see, man. I love that. Yeah. But I've also seen you upset. So, yeah. you know, what makes you feel better, man? Vengeance. I think vengeance. <laughs> Swift and sudden vengeance on wrongdoers. He's only joking, people. Nope. Yeah, people that have bit. offended me. 
<laughs> will be taking out will be taken out harshly and quickly. <laughs> And publicly, so you will be an example to others. How's that? <laughs> that this shall never happen again. Yes. <laughs> now, it's comfort. You go back to, like, if I miss my dad, I think I might have mentioned this before. If I miss my dad, I'll put on Smokey and the Bandit because oh, Jackie Gleason yeah. reminded me of my dad. You mm-hmm. know, if, if and uh, um, so I'll go back to those TV shows. And it's weird to be, to not weird, but it's, to be on one that can provide that for somebody else. Like Billy, Mike and Molly, that's what he got. The family would watch it together and that gets imprinted. And, you know, when those people get older, when those kids get older, they go, I used to watch this with my dad, you know. It means something. Yeah. It's the memory. Yeah. Top Gear was like that. You know, we used to get emails like that all the time. And they people would enjoy it, you know, until they saw the DVD extras because... <laughs> What are you guys swearing like sailors? Yeah, because we we would we were drunk, so we would do them. <laughs> Who's, whose idea was to do extras? We had to do it, I think, or they we didn't have to do, it, but they asked us to do it. And I think Rudd said, uh, and Rudd had a bottle of Crown. He's going, well, I got a bottle of Crown, so we had a couple of Crown and Cokes, <laughs> and one thing led to another. The next thing, okay, let's turn this off. The kids are in the room, so. <laughs> but that is, you know, I mean, it's just a wonderful feeling to know that you can, you know. You can impact people like that. And I mean, listen, and Alex, I know you agree with me on this. Dexter, phenomenal show, but not a show that you're going to watch with the whole family. Hey, Ma, this is great. Watch him kill this other person. He's, you know, it's not there then. Not every show is like that. Look at the way he bags those body parts. <laughs> right, right. God, right. do I miss Uncle Louie. <laughs> I want to thank my pal Billy Gardell for being my guest. His show, Bob Hart's Abishola, is on CBS, as well as Roku Channel, Paramount Plus, Spectrum TV, Prime Video, Vudu, Apple TV. Uh, pretty much, if you want to find it, just put it in and you'll find it. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Farrar at Gmail. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, tell uh, 114 people you love about the show. That'll help us spread the word. And if you can leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. We are all in this together, brothers and sisters. So please share the road. And always remember that life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go in peace. I just wonder, do you ever like, do you ever like book a reservation for him and he goes and he's like, yeah, table for two, it's Phil Tag. We don't have anything. I'm sorry, Taglia Ferry. No, we don't have that either. Could you check under Philip White Shoes Cock? Yes, I have it right here. Philip White Shoes Cock for two. Come right this way. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.